here, reminding you for your safety to stay seated with that seatbelt fastened good and tight as you spin. Come on, buddy. Get with the beat. W-C-W Radio. Your information station. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WW Radio Show your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 429, and I'm here once again to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience, and I want to bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this podcast, videos, live broadcasts every Wednesday, special events, books, audio tours, blog, and more. Whether you're going to the park for the very first time or you love the history, secrets, stories, and details, there's something for you. You can find everything over at www.radio.com and subscribe to the podcast in iTunes, on Stitcher, and on Google Play. So, do you like the hidden tributes and jokes and gags and details and other references in Walt Disney World? So do I. In fact, they're one of the many reasons why I love the parks so much. So this week... Please join me as we share some of our favorites, and maybe a few you never knew before, top 10 inside jokes in the Magic Kingdom. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, and pose a challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package and a little something special this week. Then stay tuned to the end of the show for information about upcoming events, and if you are a Disney slash Star Wars collector... You may want to tune into the end of the show as well. I'll also have more of your voicemails. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. Since the night when I sat down in 2003, and I remember it like it was yesterday, to start writing my very first Walt Disney World trivia book, my goal with the book and eventually the the site and the forums and the show and the videos and the audio tours has really been to help enrich your Walt Disney World experience, both in the parks and even when you're at home or in the car or in that thing that they call a gym. And one of my favorite ways, because I have so much fun doing it, is introducing you to some of the wonderful details and the tributes and the stories and the living history in the parks that is so carefully placed there by the Imagineers who are, in my opinion, masters of storytelling. So this week, I want to bring you virtually with us into the Magic Kingdom, which is still my favorite park, and share with you our top 10, I'm using air quotes, inside jokes in the Magic Kingdom. And joining me... This week, as always, is a man who, like a hidden Mickey, can sometimes be found hiding in plain sight, yet is often overlooked, but once you find him, is a lot of fun. He is, of course, Tim Foster, publisher, author of Celebrations Magazine, an all-around nice guy, and a man I am happy to call my friend for low these many years. Welcome back to the show. Well, wow. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, you were, you were you've never <laughs> called me a hidden Mickey before. You know, I've called you a lot of things, man. You I don't think me a I've lot ever, of things. I've called Anyone? you a lot of things, probably. Uh, but that's the best thing you've called me. So, but I think, like the hidden Mickey's, which I think mm. are some of the most famous and sought after sort of little inside jokes. I think like a me? lot of the things that we're covering tonight are are things that really are hiding in plain sight, and I think. When we said inside joke, you know, when I say inside joke, I don't mean inside jokes between Imagineers that we are sort of privy to, but I mean the jokes between them and us. And I look at them, you know, I look at an inside joke as everything from a tribute to a character to a former attraction or person to a play on words or a sight gag or maybe a, a, an historical or obscure reference. We don't talk about this before we record. I'm hoping that you are at least, you don't have to even be on the same page, man, at least be in the same book, at least be in the same library in terms of what an inside joke is. Not even on the same continent. With you. <laughs> I, I, when, 
you know, when we were <clears throat> months ago and we were planning this all out <laughs> and uh, I, I remember I said, I think I said inside joke and your first thing was, what does that mean? And then we haven't spoken since. So about, about the show, I mean, so this, th- this is going to be interesting. I think I went kind of along the same lines you did. But I, I don't know. Who knows? So. <laughs> yeah, and we, and it's true. We really don't talk about these ahead of time. Even when we first, you know, get on the phone, I was like, I don't want to hear anything. Just let's just start recording and see where we go. So I, I just, want you to. Uh, I, I want you to, to to captain the ship. I want you to start leading us in the direction. I, and I'm curious to hear what your first of the top ten ish inside jokes. And we're limiting this to Magic Kingdom. I think we're doing ourselves and hopefully the listener a favor because. When we first started doing top 10 inside jokes, I'm like, ah, dude, sit back, relax, and get ready, because I have about 165 of them. So by doing it park by park, hopefully we'll be able to cover a, a lot more. Dude, I could have gone land by land. Like, I could have given you top 10 inside jokes of Adventureland. That being said, take well, it away. let's do it. Well, I, you know, that was great when you imposed that rule on me, because the first handful I thought of were in Epcot. So I just scramble like a madman. <laughs> So, um, well, I'm going to see now the, the thing I was trying to do. I love when you stumble on the I, very I first yeah, well, one. See, what, 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 I'm, what my first thought was, and I'm going to blow it on the first one. Or I'm going to violate my own self-imposed rule, but I wanted to, there's, there's ones that most people know. If you've been to Disney even once, you know about something. I'm not even going to mention them. But at what meaning what I was trying to dig a little deeper and get more obscure with some of the stuff that you might not know. Except for this first one. But I just like it so much I'm going to throw it out there before you get to it cuz it's either on your list or you're going to say little Timmy Foster that's so obvious why would you even bring that up? That's like saying it's Walt blank world. It's Disney, you know, it's too obvious. But I'm going to say it anyway. Main Street USA there's lots of windows. Lou, did you know there's lots of windows on Main Street USA? I am usually so busy hustling down to get my pot roast mac and cheese. I don't even see that there's windows, man. There's pot roast mac and cheese. What? Dude, what? See, you got to hang with me. It'll change your life for the better forever. Oh. All right. What was I th- what was I talking about? Main All right. So anyway, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of windows on Main Street USA, and most of them are of a a historic tribute nature and irrelevant to the conversation we're having today. But if you go down about so halfway, you up. <laughs> if you go down about halfway on Main Street, and um, uh, there's a, a crossroads, and if you go over in the alley to the right and sit down, and uh, this is an old favorite, a lot of people know of it, but I still get a chuckle out of it. Um, one of the upper windows is the home of somebody giving voice lessons and piano lessons, and you can. If you listen closely, you can hear them. And they're really, really bad. Like Lou Mangello bad. Wow. Wait. So, gosh. yeah, I've heard, I've heard you try and sing. But um, sometimes I thought it was you up there. But it's one of those little touches. Most people, it's not an attraction. It's not anything that's even pointed out to you. Um, but uh, if you just walking along, especially if you're sitting relaxing, and you hear something, you look up and you go, oh, wow. And it's it's funny but just thrown out there just like a random haha gag like a welcome to disney you're in for a lot of unexpected uh amusements and and jokes and things you're that beyond the attractions beyond the things you may be expecting there's a little taste of the unexpected for you so that's my first one <clears throat> so i have a lot of comments so oh come on yeah, i got a lot so as you're leading all, up to that, as you as it took you four minutes to lead into that detail the only yeah. thing i heard in my head other than you sounding like charlie brown's teacher was and by the way you know when you're telling these little stories here's a good idea have a point it makes it so much more interesting for the listener <laughs> <got> a point <laughs> eventually you got there number I got two there. number two not only is that not on my list but wow. surprisingly enough, I have nothing from Main Street USA on my list. Really? Yep. See, now and I, I love that. You have land. something like each store, like that. This little picture. I, I did. You know, and look, you know, Main Street was my first audio tour. I when I give tours in the parks, I usually end up losing track of time and spending like two hours on Main Street because there is so much in there, and I'm not even going to throw in honorable mentions. 
Um, but surprisingly, it was none, none of those actually made my list. Well, bingo. There you go. And here's a question for you. Yes. Um, and you sing very well. I'm sorry. Thank I you. <clears throat> I can let me tell you. I can I can rip a blood on the salad like there ain't nobody's business. That being said, so there's music and tap and dance lessons in Walt Disney World. Yeah. There's a similar window in Disneyland. What is really? that window, and what can you hear? Uh, it's uh, it's uh, uh, an acting class. No, but you're not even it's close. Semine class. No. It's a comedy class. <laughs> it's not a class at all. It's a school. You can tell I have no idea, so you might as well just jump in and say what. It's a dentist it's, office. Get out of here. Uh, you get out of here. Uh, actually, really? You know what? Wait a minute. I take that back. I think, there, I think the first floor, uh, I think the first floor may be, uh, a, a, it may say something like a, a dentist training school or something <laughs> like that. But on the second floor, when the, the big window is open, you can actually hear, like, the dentist drill and the scream. So it, however bad the singing might be in Magic Kingdom Walt Disney World, it's better than the sound of the drill on Main Street in Disneyland. <laughs> of all the things. Of all the things. You would want to play. Ah. Ew. Yeah. I'm not going to do and I, and I And I love that detail because I think so many people don't go down Center Street. So when you take them there and you hear it, I think it's such a, a wonderful audio surprise. Like we're always looking, looking for things. But when you get an auditory surprise, I think it's an added extra bonus. Yeah. It's like, yeah. What, what you said. <laughs> Lord. So, oh man. <laughs> Believe it or not, man, I, I have at least – Four on my list because obviously I have more than five that are not just five, in a single so land but are in a single attraction. Uh oh. Yeah, and it's an attraction that we know, that we love, that yeah. you frequent the chicken exit for. Yeah. It's Small the world? haunted. It's the haunted mansion. <gasps> cool. You know, I have one thing in there. Okay, so I won't I, I won't say one but, thing and, and I sneak all the others. I bet in. you don't have it. And uh, you don't be surprised. Uh, see, see now because you said that. Now I want to think. I want to take one of my other little no, 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 inside no. jokes and just and drop it. You know, you can only do one at a time on this list, right? Aye. Aye. All right, guys. Go ahead. <laughs> um. All right, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna save one of my favorite detail stories for one of my favorite details in nostalgia because I love, love, love exiting the haunted, not that I like exiting the haunted mansion, although I do get to see little Leota, but I love exiting the haunted mansion and stopping and pausing and looking back and to the left to see my little friend smiling cheerfully above his grave in the pet cemetery. You know him as Mr. Toad Esquire. I love the little Mr. Toad tribute at the top in the back of the pet cemetery at the Haunted Mansion. That's beautiful. Hey, if we know him as Mr. Toad, what do you, what do you know him as? Uh, Jay Thaddeus. There. Jay Thaddeus Toad. But, but I mean, I, I dig that, man, because you know, remember, when it closed back in 98... There was no internet, right? There was no Twitter. There was no people couldn't lose their collective marbles online, <laughs> so they lost their brains, like in real life. I mean, they you know the stories. They had toad mm. ends, and people were so upset. I mean, and and protesting and mad and hurt and all those things. You know, they they had toad ends there at the parks. So the fact that they added and sort of uh, immortalized toad in that way. Um, using sort of the same figure that they had for a, a very limited run of a, a big fig, uh, you know, Toad is, is he's still there and he's still smiling. Uh, I have a cool little replica, um, like a, a bronzish looking replica, like big fig. I'm looking behind me as if you can see my, my bookshelf. Oh, I um, see it. Yeah. And so I, I dig it, man. I, I love me some Mr. Toad. Nice. I like that. There you go. It sounded like you had like, 13 more you wanted to get to. I, I do, but I don't want to steal any of your Haunted Mansion. So if you want to stay at the Haunted Mansion, we can make this a little you know, oh, Haunted uh, Mansion like, <clears throat> cavalcade of, of, of inside jokes. Well, here, I'll throw in one. It's, it's, it, this is very, very, very small. 
if I say it. And, and I, actually, I stayed away from the Haunted Mansion, but figuring you would have so many, I thought it would be hopeless to try and have them. But w- one thing I always see in there, I always get a kick out of it. It took me, a f- I don't know how long it took me to actually notice this, but um, is the, uh, the, the clock that you pass in front of and the shadow of the hand goes across it as it chimes. And the one detail I think is pretty cool um, is that the hands of the clock aren't hands, they're fingers. Get it? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and I, I, I think it's a clever little detail, and it reminds me of, of the, the whole history of the Haunted Mansion in the sense that, uh, you know, was it going to be a scary ride? Or was it going to be a, a, a ride filled with gags and jokes and so forth? And we ended up with a little bit of both. Uh, um, the story's well known of how that came to happen. But that's, that's kind of a reminder of those two worlds, so to speak, coming together. You have the, the spookiness of the hand going across the clock, which is perfectly timed as you go by, which I'm always amazed by, which is creepy and scary and, you know, ugh. but the sight gag of the fingers instead of hands on the clock is uh, something I always get a little kick out of every time I go by. And that's the only thing I had in the Haunted Mansion. Nice. And thank is- you for not, and thank you for not taking it from me. I didn't take it. Um, because believe it or not, the other things I have in the Haunted Mansion are all outside. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They all I believe you say now. They all exist in mm-hmm. the exterior queue. And I, I you know, I think I need to do maybe a full show and kind a of walkthrough show. of that because there's so yeah. much good stuff. You know, the, look, the, the the ring is is a tale of legend and and that ring came back in a truer form when they redid the queue back in 2014. I, I believe it was. Um the other thing and and the story that I like is on when you first enter the queue and you can sort of touch the wall that will make the instruments play. And one side is sort of like a living side and the other side is sort of the dead side. There's a one-eyed black cat in the bottom right-hand corner. That one-eyed black cat was at one point meant to be sort of the host uh, of the uh, and sort of the narrator of the attraction. He was sort of be the, the st- almost the star of the attraction. So that was a neat tribute to him there. That being said, that's not my favorite little inside joke. If you Oh, well. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's not. I got to Can I guess? Go ahead. Is that where you were going? Yeah, if you oh, if you dude, if you get this, I will send you so many funnel cakes, your your brains will fall out of your head. Go ahead. Oh, okay. All right. Now we're outside, You're right? Outside. Still outside. We're, we're in the we're in the queue. You're in the queue. We're in the queue. Um, 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 you get nothing. It. You lose. Good is day, it, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, is it? Is it? Is no. it? No, I don't you're know. not going to get this. And I'll bet you. I'm not going to get it. You know I don't, I've never been there. I don't know. What I you're almost might even say that you may have never even noticed it. Uh, give me a hint. Let's see if I can ferret this out. So when they redid the queue, they added yeah. a uh, a new emergency exit <clears throat> around the side of the building um, just before you sort of make the turn and get to the backside of um, the giant ca- sea captain's crypt. And if uh-huh. you look there in the pavement, you can see footprints of <laughs> the only living inhabitants, really, uh, other than a couple of little owls and cats, two of the only living inhabitants, which is the caretaker and his dog. And if you look, there's little doggy prints in the pavement, but there's a little doggy door in the emergency exit. Get out of here. Get out of here, man. I love that. Dude, I dig it, man. I I love love the fact that that they decided to add the little doggy door for for the caretaker's dog. That's wild. I know where I'm going now. I got to go. I got to go find that. Right? We get some pot roast mac and cheese. We go to Haunted Mansion. I won't even get into the whole, you know, murder mystery of the busts and stuff like that. We'll save that for another show. Don't spoil it. I'm still working on it. (laughs) You've only had two years to do it. That's okay. I love me some mansion. I I do do love me some mansion. So Uh, So it's kind of your turn again. Is it it my turn again? No, I just I I just did the doggy door. Oh, you did the dog. And the one-eyed black cat. And the ring. And Mr. Toad. Good night, everybody. Uh, All right. (laughs) Let's see. Well, I'm going to do 
I'm, I'm going to pull a Lou Mangiello and pull like three into one here. Um, over at Mickey's Philhar Magic. Dun, dun, dun. There's, um, there's, there's a few cute little touches that I like to see. And again, I didn't, it took me a long time to notice these. But when I did, I went, aha, that's pretty cool. Uh, the first one on my list is at the, during the Aladdin scene. As he's flying around, um, I think at this point, uh, Iago has knocked his hat off. So he's zooming down to the ground, and clouds are flying by you. And Reese still looking for hidden Mickeys and hidden Donald Ducks and hidden R2-D2s in different places. But in the clouds, you'll see a hidden genie's lamp formed in the cloud, which, again, took me a while to notice. It goes by so quick. But I thought that was pretty cool, so keep an eye out for that. And the other thing I just noticed not too long ago was, of course, Donald Duck flies over your head and crashes through the back wall at the end of the and at, at the end of the show. And if you go into the gift shop, there's Donald screaming mad up in the ceiling, hanging on for dear life. Um, but what I didn't notice until recently was well i noticed mickey mouse was there obviously conducting but what i didn't notice was if you look on his stand he's actually conducting the mickey mouse march and you'll see the music for it um Hmm. the sheet music all propped up in front of him which is kind of hard to see unless you're looking at it just right so that was a cute little discovery i had and a nod to the attraction itself again um and then the other the last thing i uh Notice in uh, Philhar Magic is in the beginning, in the queue as you're walking through all the posters that are hanging up, um, various tributes to different characters from the past, like Hades and Three Little Pigs. Um, one of them was always curious because it seemed like the other characters most people know, but uh, the one that I think most people look at and go, who is that, is um, Willie the Whale which is sort of towards the end of the queue. Um, and for those of you who wondered who that is, he's from uh, the Make Mine Music uh, theatrical cartoon package from the 40s. And uh, one of the entries was called The Whale Who Wanted to Sing at the Met. And that was about Willie the Whale who wanted to sing at the New York Metropolitan Opera. So there he is, uh, recorded for all posterity in poster form at Mickey's Phil Harmagic singing the classic Italian opera Pagliacci or however you say it because I don't Italian oh, but Pagliacci Pagliacci that's what I said <laughs> you, I think you said Pagliacci I said Pagliacci <laughs> <laughs> what do you call I that cheese M-O-Z-Z-A how do you say that uh, pizza cheese <laughs> mozzarella <laughs> Mozzarella, come on, you gotta get it. I know Parmesan and mozzarella. Mascarpone, got like Gianni. But anyway, sorry. There you go. But Mickey, there's so, so spoiler alert. He actually gets to sing at the Met at the end. Is that is that what you're saying? For those who What's haven't that? seen, I said spoiler alert. He gets to sing at the Met at the end. Is that no. what the, the poster is saying? No, I never saw okay. the movie. Oh, shocker. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's it's fun. There's all the, the Philhar magic is filled, obviously, all kinds of tributes to your favorite characters. But those are a couple of the more obscure ones. I always like to point out. Okay, so my next one is gonna. I'm going to. I'm going to um, lead into my next one with a question for you. Yeah. If you could bring back one extinct attraction in Walt Disney World, what would it be? Are we? Am I in the Magic Kingdom? I'm just asking. Just answer the question, Counselor I, Defendant. I did. What is it? Horizons. Uh, that's wrong. It's Guess again. Guess, uh, that's wrong. Guess again. <laughs> yeah. Is it in the Magic Kingdom? Aye. If you would just say 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, we could move 20,000 Leagues of Under course the it would Sea? Be. Why can't they bring it back? The lake is there. Just There's, take out another step. Put it back. <laughs> just put it back, please. Is that what you wanted to hear? That's exactly it. Look, there, is not, there was nothing like that attraction. I mean, I, I've said it over and over. I completely bought into it. I, I love the narration. I love the the location. I love the water. I, I loved Pete Renaday not doing a really bad James Mason. We're oh, proceeding it. on a course. No, I can't do it. Do it. I can't. Last time we did this, you promised next time you would do your James Mason. 
Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to be doing James Mason, but thinking about Pete Renaday. Yeah. All right, go ahead. 20,000 leagues <laughs> under the sea. Anyway, that was so terrible. That was Sorry, awful. I was all, yeah. I need a coffee. But <laughs> but I do I love the attraction and more importantly, we are not the only ones that love it and miss it. the Imagineers are too. You may or may not know this little Timmy Foster. Yeah. There's not just one. Mm-hmm. There's two, dare I say three mm-hmm. inside jokes, hidden tributes to 20,000 leagues under the sea in the Magic Kingdom itself. No. Yeah, no, really, there is. Yeah. The I, first is actually um, the first is one of my favorites, and I actually did a, a video on this uh, a while back. Um, it's located inside the tree at the queue of the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Now, if you remember, that tree used to be sort of across the street where uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train ish is right now, which was the old location of Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. For a while, that was Pooh's playful spot. It was a place for kids to go and run around and also gave that that ground a chance to settle for a few years before they built an attraction over it. So when they moved the tree back over, it was there originally. If you go inside the tree, and I'll be happy to take you there and show you because I fit perfectly inside that tiny little treehouse. If you look very carefully, not only will you find a hidden Mickey, but you will find a reference to... Not just the attraction, but the Nautilus, the Nautili, the ship, the ship from 20,000 leagues. You'll find a reference to the Nautilus, which is probably about five, six inches long, still in that same patina type of green that the, that the, the submarines themselves were. It's most 99% of the, all right. 100% of the time, except for me, that place is usually just occupied by kids. But if you go in there, and try and find it. It's a really neat little inside joke, little hidden tribute that I love. But, but. that's not it. That's not it. If you go well, over, why did you bring it up there? Because there's another one. Oh, because right. if, no, I mean that, that that's it. But I have another one oh. for you. As all long right. as we're talking about the Nautili, the Nautiluses, the Nautili. If you go over to the queue of the Little Mermaid attraction, there's <laughs> also another carving in the rocks in the queue there. And you're right. You're. Uh-huh. I think right now you're pretty wowed, right? You're. You're pretty excited. I'm, I. I'm you just. To you can't wait to go up. back. However, there is one more that you can see, but you really can't see, <laughs> and you have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? No. <laughs> so the <laughs> area that is now occupied by the under the sea journey, of the Little Mermaid attraction. That also, remember, the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea attraction was a huge piece of land. That attraction sits on part of the location of where 20,000 Leagues was. So when they closed the attraction back in 1994, they had actually bottled some of the water from the lagoon, and they kept it sealed for nearly 20 years. And you know what they did back in 2000, I guess it was like October-ish 2012? A group of Imagineers, a group of fans actually went to the Under the Sea attraction, opened up those bottles, and dumped them in the water. So a little piece of 20,000 Leagues still exists right there. You can't see it, but you can. So you're saying if I went on Little Mermaid and I got wet, if if you got wet, you're doing it wrong. Okay, but there <laughs> would be a one. few mo- molecules of 20,000 yes. leagues under the sea. Wow. There'd be a little bit of Nemo and some mermaids wow. and a squid. Well, I'm not Just... bathing now, so that's <laughs> – wow. So that those are some of my favorite little inside – You know, and I guess inside joke is maybe a, a bit of a stretch. It's more of a, a tribute, but it is sort of a, an inside joke because I think it's a, a nice, fun way for them to pay tribute to an often missed attraction. I, I, I that's I love that's that that's a good one. I should have ended I, I, appl- I applaud you for that one. Now you, that means you mic. have to like my next one. I love it already. Okay. All right. I'm going to Tomorrowland. Dun, 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 dun. And this is uh kind <laughs> is that of the Tomorrowland a, theme song right there. Dun, dun, yep, dun, dun, so this is a kind of a nod to a feature of an attraction that is no more but is still referenced to. You following me? I know exactly where you're going. 
Okay, so on the uh, what is one of my favorite attractions, if not my favorite attraction in all of Walt Disney World, not the Astro Orbiter, the Tomorrowland Transit Authority. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. One of the favorite that now uh, uh, the current day narration is of course magical and delightful and wonderful and fantastic and all that but i do miss the previous narration that was more in keeping with the backstory of tomorrowland and uh, the the goings on that were taking place there and one of the things i liked was the little sh- safety spiel you got as you were riding around that said, all visitors from Galaxy M31, please keep forward-facing tentacles clear of oncoming Metroliner vehicles. And I thought that was clever in that it just wasn't some made-up fiction uh, place. Uh, Galaxy M31 is actually astronomical designation of the Andromeda Galaxy. And I always thought that was really cool. But alas, it went away. And now I get to know that I can go shopping at uh, this store and that store and get something to drink. But but <laughs> to my delight, I noticed uh, one day as you walked into Tomorrowland, you'll see various signs uh, on the way for fictional hotels and events and so forth. One of them is a sign for the Space Collectibles Convention, which is taking place at the Tomorrowland Interplanetary Convention. And it's one of those details you might not notice it in passing as you're heading towards, you know, Space Mountain or Buzz Lightyear. Um, and there's several of these signs, but this one is particularly cool because in this case, uh, among other things you can find at the Space Collectibles Convention are rare m- memorabilia from the Galaxy M31 Multiworlds Fair. So, da, 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 it's still there. Galaxy M31. And there's another little touch I thought I think is cool here. You can also find the latest sports equipment from Galaxy M27. Lou, do you know what Galaxy M27 is? Of course I do, but I'll let it's you finish. It's the Dumbbell Nebula. How cool is that? How cool is Are that? Are you making that up? No, I'm not making that up. <laughs> Galaxy M27 is the Dumbbell Nebula. So, hence latest sports equipment. Get it? Wink, wink, haha. Nudge, nudge, nudge. <laughs> Come on. We got that it. That was cool. No, that's good. That's good. It's, uh, and it's just, just enough nerdiness in there to. Uh, enough to, nerdiness. Yeah, there was a lot of nerdiness. That my geek meter yeah. was going through the roof. How you ever dated, I have no idea. Space. Space. It's funny because when, when you were talking about the TTA, I was happy and you were sad. Eating. I was eating, of course, but I actually thought that you were um, talking about the reference to paging Mr. Morrow, Mr. Tom Morrow. Mm, no. Please contact I'm gonna, Mr. Tom. I'm giving you that one. You're not going to give me that one. No, I am giving you oh. that one. And this is I'm just I'm not taking this one. This is just a codicil to yours. Uh-huh. Please contact Mr. Johnson in the control tower to confirm your flight to the moon. Flight mm. to the moon, the attraction, Mr. Morrow, Mr. Johnson, huh, huh. Eh? Eh? And, oh, wait a minute. I'm such an idiot. Go back. Strike everything Tim said. Okay. Because how did I not reference the 20,000 Leagues reference in the post show of, of Space Mountain? Hello. What's wrong with me, man? You've been to Walt Disney World before. <laughs> and you know how long I've been wanting to say that to you. I'm oh. Sorry. All right, go ahead. If you don't back. know where it is. It's your yeah. thought. You know what? I want you, the listener, if you can find it, I want you to tweet me or Instagram me or Facebook me a picture of the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea reference in the Space Mountain post show. And the first person that does it, I will send them a prize and Tim Foster's cell phone number. Okay, wait, I'm tweeting right now. Is that the right word? You've never even been on Space Mountain, so who are you kidding? Space Mountain. That's the... um, the um, No, I've never been on even it. I know you've never been on it. But <laughs> I will... Uh, you know what? I will. Uh, I won't make people walk. I'm gonna let's let's stay in Tomorrowland a little okay. bit. <clears throat> so I did sneak in the TTA narration with with the uh, the flight to the moon and, and Johnson and, and Morrow, but the one I really want people to go to is something they've probably walked by a thousand times and have never stopped to not only look at and read closely, but y- y- look, Walt Disney World is not meant to be a passive experience. They want you to touch and interact what you see. And if you go through Tomorrowland and you go near the TTA and the Astro Orbiter, 
you can find you can you know you can actually make free phone calls right from Tomorrowland. Really? You, of course you can. If you go over to the courtesy phone provided by the Galactic Communications Network, you can sort of there, there's no receiver, but you can hit the keypad and you can make some you can make some free phone calls. Wow. You can, you can talk to Johnny I'm going to call you. Omega 5 you can't call me, but no. you can call Earth Crust Pizza. Um, the, the Rocket Realty Company. You can call Sunny Eclipse's agent. So what you really get is you sort of get some party line type conversations the same way that you do on uh, Main Street USA. But you can find out what movies are there. You can find out a little bit about this this criminal, the 626 criminal that's running around. You can order a pizza. You can get... Uh, Get a little. Uh, you can look for some property in Tomorrowland with the Rocket Realty representative. There's a sky rise in the Hoverburbs that I'm sure is available still. If you're thinking about it, Timmy Foster. So it, it's it's a neat little detail. It's a fun thing. I think there's seven or eight different sayings that you can do. Just start randomly hitting numbers on the keypad, and it'll play for you. But it really ties into a much broader story about the Galactic Communications Network that you can find not just there, but on signage. And more importantly, you can find it if you take the time to go over to um, the Tomorrowland stage in between when they are performing um, some of the different dance parties and things like that. There are billboards that, um, that rotate through. I mean, it's a long series of billboards that really talk a lot about what is going on in this city of Tomorrowland and all the different RoboMart ads. And I'm going to sneak in a few more. You'll uh-huh. see references. Shut up. You'll see references <laughs> to things shut like uh, Nine Eye and Sir from where? Um, uh, 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 the terrestrial uh, oh, the counter oh, thing God, of, stop. You're of time. No. <laughs> How about the timekeeper? There's that. Uh, yeah. But those rotating billboards really sort of help complete the story. Gosh, you've never even been to Disney World either. Um, <laughs> whatever. So my point was go to the Metrophone, learn about the Galactic Communications Network, then go over to the stage in Tomorrowland, check out the different RoboMart ads and see if you can find some other things that complete the story, bring it full circle, and reference things like the Timekeeper. The time I like the Timekeeper. That's because it didn't move. That's why you liked it. You just like boys to men singing Motown Philly. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. What? Come on, oh. man. You do you even listen to the Tomorrowland Audio Guide now available at www.radio.com? Of course, I listen to it. Every you did the cover art for it. The least you could do is listen to it. Of course, I'd listen. Yeah, to man. It. That's why that. That's one of the reasons why that attraction didn't end up staying it because it. There were certain elements in there that really sort of dated it, and one of them had, you know, Jules Verne and H.G. Wells going to this thing, and there's <laughs> boys to men singing from Cooley High Harmony. Ah, oh, well. <laughs> Motown Philly's back again? No. Yeah, I, I, Philly. Okay. I, I, yeah, yeah, I get it. You got it. I still, I still miss it. Are you done now? I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> I, I have a Tomorrowland. Like, I snuck like eight of them in there. That was nice. I know. I have another Tomorrowland one. Go ahead. Can I do that? Sure. Is that all right? right I'm here. going why not? to. Yeah, why not? Now, I, I will admit that this was this is kind of a, 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 leap, a leap of assumption on my part. So hopefully I'm not wrong about this. And I'm sure you will correct me if I am. <laughs> but and Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. Um, one of the things I like to point out to people and look for is uh, when you're done Racking up your 999,999 points, which I know, Lou, I beat you every time. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. We'll, we'll work on it. Dude, you know we need a throwdown. We have to videotape that, but go ahead. <laughs> but in the, uh, in the gift shop at the end, there's uh, uh, artwork on the walls. And in one of the murals, if you look close enough, you will find not Buzz Lightyear, but Little Stitch himself. Flying away in his little spaceship, presumably from Stitch's great escape, where he made his great escape from. Uh, the thing I like uh, particularly about the little spaceship is it's got a little obscure marking on it. And it's if you've been to Stitch's great escape, you will recognize it. Or if you've seen the robot paperboy near the entrance to Tomorrowland Transit Authority, you will recognize it as part of the alphabet from the Stitch's Great Escape universe, which you can see throughout this 
Sitz's Great Escape attraction. And if you pay enough attention and have enough time, you can actually try and translate it because you'll see signs that are both English and in the alien language. But on the little tiny ship, there's a number in the alien language which turns out to be 72. This is where my leap of faith is coming in because I hope I'm doing this right. <laughs> I got this right. My assumption is when I saw that and saw it was 72 that that was possibly a reference to when that building opened, the attraction building that is the current home to Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, um, not opening with the Magic Kingdom but opening on June 5th, 1972. So... I would like to think that that's a clever inside nod to the year that that building opened. Since we've seen that in other places, Spaceport 75 and Space Mountain is referenced to when that opened. So uh, we do know the Imagineers do make occasional tributes to the years of when attractions opened or other significant Disney events occurred. So I'd like to think this is one of them as well. So. You know, that's you don't you I, don't get it right a lot of times. But when you do, did I get that you, right? You knock it out of the park, man. There it is. That's you know, that's just one of the many reasons why we love you. Ah, that's right. Okay. When you said Stitch's Great Escape, though, where you, I thought I thought you were going, I'm yeah. sneaking one in to Skippy. Yes, I thought you were going to the queue. Huh? You know, that's one of the few little remnants and holdovers from extraterrestrial. And poor little Skippy just can't get poor a break. Skippy. But mm. Skippy is back. And uh, toastier than ever in the queue mm-hmm. stitch. So I think that's a nice little inside joke as well. A lot of people <laughs> don't remember the attraction, might not know who Skippy is or why he's there, but I dig it. And extraterrestrial alien encounter, I still miss you so. I miss it. I miss it. We do. I miss it so um, So I'm going to go to... I have none left, by the way, except one I miss. Okay. But... I I have like one, two, three. I have like ish. I have a few. <laughs> Don't worry. I got more. I'm going to go to Liberty Square. Uh, oh. I'm going to go to Liberty Square, not to the um, the Hall of Presidents. I mean, not to the Hall. Not to the Haunted Mansion um, and not to the Hall of Presidents. I'm not going to go to a, a, an attraction specifically. But I, I've said it many times that when I was researching my audio tour of that land, I learned so much, not just about the history in Walt Disney World, but real American history. I mean, you talk about places in the parks that are educational, learning opportunities. Liberty Square is 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 an amazing three-dimensional history lesson that parents and teachers and kids can really get a lot from. And one of the things that I love there and one of the, the stories that I love going through and telling are not, you know, the, the crooked shutters and the, okay, yes, I love the River of Pooh story. The joke gets them. I, re- I really <laughs> thought that's what you were going Dude, to do. Dude, it kills every time. But um, going back to your first one, I'm going to point you to the windows in Liberty oh, Square. Yes. Because in the windows are great little, and I don't want to even call them inside jokes, but they are great storytelling elements, right? There's three specifically that I'm thinking of. In one window, you'll find two lanterns, which is from? Uh, the Civil War. What if I, I land two if I see? Of course, Tim. Oh, uh, right a treasure, a tre- a national treasure. Wow. At the end, <laughs> no, the, the, the cape, the, the, the thing. Boston. Nicholas Cage and Con Air. That's Cage, exactly John what... Voight, the, the thing. <laughs> Paul Revere, of course. Right. So what if see, I, I land I, two if I see? I, the, uh, another nearby window has a rifle, which signifies what? The, the Minutemen. Wow. Look at you. You did. You were in ah. school for that, that that day. And there's another window yeah. that is near the, uh, the extended queue to the Hall of Presidents. And if you buy the Liberty Square audio tour, I will tell you why that's there. And it's not for why you think. But inside that window is a small... A uh, very antique-looking period doll, stuffed little girl's doll, sitting in the window. Do you know why that's there? And you're supposed to say no, so I can tell the story. Uh, no, I have no idea. Please tell me. So, and, and actually, I really don't. So. My daughter, you don't run. My daughter tells the story better than I do because she really like, breaks it. But <laughs> that that story is that that doll was put in there by a little girl whose father was one of the Minutemen who went off to fight in the war, and she put the doll in the window waiting for him to come home, and the doll is still there. 
because he never came home. Now, when my daughter tells it, she breaks down into tears. She's hyperventilating. I'm like, oh, bravo. Like, you're good. You're awesome. But isn't that, isn't that a cute little, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's so- you're, still, you're still looking up on Alta Vista what the Revolutionary War was. So <laughs> no, don't ruin this moment. This is a poignant, sad American. I love that story. That's, that's a wonderful story. That is one of my favorite stories to tell because it totally, you know, it's, uh, and you can sort of imagine a little girl doing that. Yeah. So, so you have no I, more... I, what you have no more? You got nothing? No, uh, the only one I had, and it, this this would hardly make like my top of all time favorite one. It's just something I I was thinking about that I that I miss. It's an old, I, I think it, it of it as an inside joke. But it's not there anymore, and I miss it. And it was on Pirates of the Caribbean. So I was actually thinking of Pirates of the Caribbean. What can I find in there? Um, but the one thing I remember is the exit uh, when you leave the boat and you go up the rampway. Uh, if you notice on the different various walkways throughout there, there's well footprints telling you where to go, but often they're in the shape of something that's pertinent to the attraction. And there used to be a foot and then a peg leg next to it, like just a little yes. dot. And I always thought that was hilarious. Um, just having ridden again, I guess they cleaned it or something not too long ago, and it's not there now, but maybe they'll put it back. But I always thought that was something that was just, you know, ha, ha funny. And again, nothing you'd really notice. And people, you know, millions of people probably have gone on that ride, exited, never looked down and noticed it. But, you know, if you look down, it's just one more little ha ha the Imagineers got in their bag of tricks for you. So, and it's one, I just missed it. And I well, thought I'd bring it up. So. And, it, and it's one, too. I, I think you evidence another point, too, is that these things are not here all the time. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, the, these these get lost. The the jokes and the stories, um, they get lost. Uh, things change, and unfortunately, there there oftentimes is no great big book of Imagineering that you know people will make sure that they are retained all the time. Sometimes they just uh, are gone. So we might be talking about something today that might not be here if you're listening to the show, you know, five years from now. Or they might have repainted it yesterday, and it could be there. And it absolutely could be right there. So, <laughs> but. Uh, I dig that it. was it. Uh, the uh, door is unleashed for your um, or open for your seventy-two honorable. You know what? I uh, I'm not going to give you seventy-two honorable mentions. Um, really? You know? Yeah, because you feel bad about that, though. I, I do. I, I sort of uh, I feel bad leaving out Adventureland as a whole because we I didn't meant really you feel bad making me look. I right, never no, mind. I, back, go back to your go back to what you because I I. I you care more about Adventureland than you do for me. I do. You're right. I do. All right. I do. Um, if you out. and Adventureland were sitting in the middle of the road and a, a truck was coming, I would choose Adventureland. You would, you would, <laughs> I would you save Adventureland. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, one of them that I wanted to mention, actually there was there was two that I wanted to quickly mention was, one was the, the, the Jungle Cruise queue itself, and, and this is the reason why I skipped it, because if you go back and listen to show number 24... Like, Jeez. yeah, from 2007. Like, that's OG WDW it was Radio. just a bad back then. It was, uh, yeah, man, I was really early on. We did a DSI, uh, a Disney scene investigation of just the Jungle Cruise queue. Mm-hmm. Because in there, there's crates, there's audio yep. cues, there's, and there is a ton. I mean, a veritable ton. We did 45 minutes on the queue of the Jungle Cruise. I kid you not. Because there are so many like fun jokes, references to you know Walt Disney, the True Life Adventure films, uh, Imagineers, animators, so many other things just in the queue alone, and most of those I think are actually still there. So rather than me go through them, I'm going to send you back to show number 24 in July of 2007. But the other one too that I really like a lot is again hiding in plain sight is as you walk through the um as you're walking towards the treehouse the swiss family treehouse i really love all of the uh the carvings in the lava rock the lava rock benches say it three Mm -hmm. times fast there's Mm -hmm. all kinds of wood pilings and doors and and things that they had taken from the ship but if you look at the benches themselves there are all kinds of carvings that you have to sort of imagine weren't 
you know, necessarily made by the 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 the, the Robinson family themselves, but makes you wonder about may of who had been there before. You know, there there's spears and boats and fish and a son and different kinds of animals, and I, I think it sort of adds a little bit of intrigue to wondering, you know, who who carved those and and why and how long have they been there and who else might be on the island and what else are you going to discover in Adventureland? Oh, look, citrus swirl, and then I just move on. So. Wow. I'm very easily distracted. You're, yeah, you're <laughs> By the way, just so you know, 47 yeah. minutes in, that was my first mention of food. Wait a minute. Huh? Come on. This is like a momentous occasion. You're, in sh- you're wow. thinking back, right? Yes. I was really good today. I was really... No, that's a lie. I mentioned pot roast mac and cheese. Forget it. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, you, you know what? I, I, For a second there, I thought I was losing. You know what would have been fun? I would have let that go and see how many people fired in immediately to tell you, listen, shut up, you nerd. You did mention pot roast mac and cheese six times in the first four you minutes. You jumped out. That was even during my... It wasn't even your first one. It was my first one. Ah, forget it. And that... <laughs> There was a gap there. There was a substantial gap. That's right. But that's why we have fun doing these. And that's why I want to hear from you, the now hopefully hungry and craving pot roast mac and cheese listener. What's your favorite inside joke or sight gag or audio gag? I mean, there's a ton of sort of audio gags throughout the parks as well. I want to hear what's your favorite in the Magic Kingdom. You can tweet me at Lou Mangiello, post on Facebook Go to the website at www.radio.com. Click on this week's podcast. You can leave a comment right there in the show notes, sort of on the post. Or better yet, call me, I mean, the voicemail, 407-900-9391. I want to hear it, man. I want to hear the passion in your voice. Tell me which is your favorite. And then, and only then, please go to celebrationspress.com. You can subscribe. You can order back issues. You can get a delivered digitally and save a few trees and there's all kinds of goodness on the celebrationspress.com website as well there are and you you don't have to to do his voicemail first you can you can just go yeah but you want to do then if only then what was that (laughs) i'm sorry you were just not permitted to go to to tim's site you can't go unless unless and until you do that but there is news from celebrationspress.com i'll be glad I'll be I'll be happy to share. Is, it bra- new- is this like breaking? Is this like an exclusive? Like this is yes. Well, sure. Well, I told my mom, but I'll tell you. The new edition for 2016 Guide to the Magic for Kids is here. No, it stop. is. Shut your face. It is. I'm going and to. It's ready to go. go. I'm not. I haven't even called the voicemail. I'm going to celebrationspress.com right now. No, it's got all the things you love, the journals, the stickers, everything. It's got sneak peeks no at uh, Frozen in Norway, at Avatar Land in the Animal Kingdom, and lots of other goodies and lots of new stuff. Hot off the press, just in time for Christmas. So is this, like, available now? Like, I'm, I'm being now, serious. Now, they're, they're here. I'm packing them up as we speak. Good, because I'm so, going to yes, need a bunch. Go to celebrationspress.com. You'll see it. It's right on the front page, along with our other goodies, including our Christmas book. From last year, our Halloween book and the magazine itself, of course. Wow, so, lots I, of, I, lots I, should, of- I know I should say this to you offline, but you know, man, like even taking our friendship out of the equation, like I have always loved the guide. I think it is the most beautiful, unique book, and I think, and I've been saying it for like ten years, man. The fact that you call it Guide to the Magic for Kids is almost it's doing no- you a disservice because I think adults would love this book too. It really, it's. It's not like a traditional guidebook. It's like a souvenir book, and there's like a journal, and like you get stickers and all. I mean, it's like an interactive little thing, and there's like maps and photos and facts, and it's in color. And you're it's in color. It's, it's in full color. It's full beautiful, color. man. It it is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful piece of work. Like you, you're a beautiful piece of work, man. So uh, okay. It, uh, awkward. It it, awkward, but yes. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, Celebrationspress.com. Um, it, is a, uh, it is well, well worth it. I promise you and your kids, and it really does make a really neat present, too. And I say that because I dig it, and I love you, man. So, uh, because I, you're getting one in next week. So. 
Only one. Big boat. Did, <laughs> so, yeah, man, uh, I dig it and I love it. And look, we will obviously do more of our favorite inside jokes from the other parks. Maybe we'll hit some resorts, too. Ooh, I, uh, nice. I got a couple other ideas for some stuff we're going to do in the next couple of weeks as well. So get ready. Go start Googling, Timmy Foster, because we get your get your research done. Oh, okay. Some, uh, I got some more ideas coming down to Pike very, very soon. I can't wait to hear the rules the minute after we start. <laughs> Just get ready. Get yep. ready for the year in review, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Sweet, brother. for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history, or see how well you pay attention to the details, not just in what you see, but sometimes in what you hear. And if you think you know the answer, you can play not just for fun, but you can enter via email for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So obviously, with the new Star Wars film just about to be released, The Force is strong like everywhere on planet Earth. So I was in a Star Wars slash Star Tours kind of mood last week, and I asked you that in Star Tours, the adventures continue, the current version of Star Tours, what model star speeder do you travel in? I received, once again, hundreds upon hundreds of replies, and those were the answers I was looking for because the star speeder you travel in is the Star Speeder 1000. Remember, the 3000 was the original model, the, the white model, in the original Star Tours, and then we sort of went back to the Star Speeder 1000. Nerd alert. Anyway, I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one. Again, you were playing for the Magic Band cover, the 102 Ways to Save Money for an At Walt Disney World book, and the audio tour of Tomorrowland, and last week's winner is Marsha Collins. So, Marsha, congratulations. I'll contact you, get your package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So the only thing, if you listen to the show, you know this to be true, that I love more than Star Wars and Disney is probably food. So let's combine the two for this week's question. One of my new favorite restaurants in Walt Disney World is in Disney Springs, and it is Morimoto Asia. And that restaurant, beautiful restaurant, by the way, occupies a location that was originally the home of what? That's all you got to tell me this week is what establishment occupied the original location where Morimoto Asia currently sits. You have until Sunday, December 20th at 1159 p.m. to email your answer to contest at www.radio.com. This week, you're playing not just for the 102 Ways book, not just for all seven of the audio tours, but thanks to my friends over at Morimoto Asia, I'm going to give you a Morimoto Asia menu signed by Iron Chef Morimoto. So good luck, domo arigato, Mr. Rabato, and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your busy day or your jog or your commute or whatever it may be to listen to the show. I know how valuable your time it is and the fact that you choose to spend and share some with me. I, for that, I am incredibly grateful. Don't forget that in addition to the podcast, you can join me every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WDW Radio Live. You just have to follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Turn on notifications every time I go live. You can watch and chat directly from Facebook. Also visit www.radio.com for the blog, videos, newsletter, and lots more. Our 12 days of Christmas going on on the blog right now, which is a lot of fun, thanks to the great team of writers we have over at www.radio.com. Don't forget, you can, if you have a question, a comment, you want to call the voicemail, 407-900-9391, or email me, lou at www.radio.com, if you have a question you want me to answer on the show. Let's also keep the conversation going online. You can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at all those things slash Lou Mangiello. And as much as I love connecting with you guys on the interwebs, nothing 
beats a handshake and a hug. That's why I do Meet of the Month every month in Walt Disney World, as well as, as, well as other events throughout the year on land, at sea, internationally, wherever it may be. Visit the events page at www.radio.com for more information. Next Meet of the Month in Walt Disney World is going to be over Marathon Weekend, probably the Saturday, Tomorrowland Terrace, 1 o'clock. That's what we've been doing for so many years. There's also our Star Wars Cruise, February 6th through the 13th, the Meet, Eat, and for some people, Run in New Orleans, February 26th through the 28th. I'll be in Chicago in July, and our big e-ticket adventure, November 4th, leaving out of New York City on on the Disney Magic, two and then a few days in Puerto Rico, you can find out more, get a free quote, again, by visiting the events page at www.radio.com. I also do a lot of other uh, speaking and traveling and consulting and coaching, so stay tuned for other events sort of on the road as well. Speaking of which, if I can somehow help you turn your passion into your profession with some personal mentoring or group coaching, I want to help you build your brand and business, and you do what you love the same way you allow me to do what I love every single day. I have a new coaching group forming right now. It's going to launch January 5th, there's only three spots available, limited to six. I also have some one-on-one coaching spots available. Visit LouMangelo.com for more information or to find out how I can speak to your kid's school, to your business, or at your conference. Thanks, as always, to Mouse Fan Travel, my official and recommended travel provider. It doesn't matter where you're going on the planet, to a Disney destination or not, they will give you the best possible prices. Incredible service, all at no cost to you. And go to Celebrations Press. Tim Foster would be happy to send you a copy of Celebrations Magazine. And as always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Share links to this week's episode or your favorite episode or interview on Twitter. Better yet, share it on Facebook. Comment and uh, let your friends know about the show as well. Most importantly, if you can, please go to iTunes, rate and review the show. Thanks to you, not only do we have more than a thousand five-star reviews, but this past week, WW Radio was ranked as high as number 26 among all podcasts anywhere in any category. Uh, and, and for that, I'm incredibly grateful. And that is a testament to you and all that you have done. So thank you very much uh, for being part of this family and for making that happen. Speaking of being part of the family, I want to say thanks again to some of the, some of the new members of the WW Radio Nation, including Michael Goodyear, M- Michael Fernandez, and Rosalie Paris. Thank you all so much for your help and your support and your friendship. And if you want to help the show and get some cool rewards every month, including scavenger hunts, our private Facebook group, personalized WW Radio Nation magic band covers, backpacks, t-shirts, monthly care packages from Walt Disney World, exclusive live video group calls, and more. You can visit www.radio.com slash support. And again, thanks to all of you who have uh, done so much to really help the show. Also, this week, uh, I am once again, now that my move is pretty much over, going to go back to purging some things from my Disney collection. I want to share it with you, so I'm going to be listing some more stuff every week. On eBay, my seller name is Second Star Media, or you can go to www.radio.com slash eBay. I'm going to start off this week with some Star Wars collectibles going back to like the 70s and 80s, including some unopened action figures and lots more. The Disney stuff includes everything from theme park merchandise to documents, books, pins, artwork, one-of-a-kind collectibles, and lots more, and uh, who knows whatever else I might find in the boxes in my closet and in my garage. New auctions are going to list and go every Sunday night. Again, if you visit wdwradio.com slash eBay, that will take you right to my seller account. My seller name, once again, is Second Star Media. Finally, and most importantly, I need to say thank you once again to you for taking the time to listen, for allowing me to share my passion for Disney with you through the show and so many other ways. I I am so sincerely humbled and grateful to you uh, for allowing me to, you know, hopefully bring a little bit of Disney magic to you, hopefully do something that has a positive impact on you and uh, maybe makes you a little happy uh, when you listen. And remember that happiness is a mindset. It's not just a point of time. So, When you think about what success is, remember that it's not about dollars and cents. It's about levels of happiness. And I hope you have an an incredible, happy, fun, positive week this week. So until next time, thanks again. See ya. Hey, Lou. This is uh, Kenny from uh, Rockford, Illinois. And I just got finished listening to your podcast number 
426 about the Disney decade. And uh, the one thing that you uh, didn't fail to mention, but it's like I, I wanted to emphasize was the during, I know that the Disney store started in 1987, but through the Disney decade of the 90s is when actually I started working at the stores. And, you know, at, at one time there was almost like over 500 stores around the country, and it really brought uh, the Disney magic into a lot of people's hometown, which really increased the brand and the love for Disney, and it's like a little park in their own hometown. And as, as, as a cast member at the stores, I really enjoyed that part of it. And uh, I think um, Eisner really promoted that, and it really worked well for the through that decade. Of course, it you know kind of stumbled a little bit at the end, but that was quite all right at the time I was working there. I just absolutely loved it, and uh, so I wanted to mention that the fact that the the Disney stores through the '90s, through that Disney decade, really had a a, contri- a contributing factor of the, the the popularity of the brand and and promoting Disney. So I appreciate what you do. I love it. I listen every week and. Uh, Keep up the good work. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Well, hello there, Mr. Lou Mangello. This is Eric McMahon from just north of Boston calling. Hey, I just wanted to say I um, I listen to your show all the time, as we all know, and I, I tend to jump around from show to show. And I've been kind of kind of glum lately with my, my father's been in the hospital, so I needed a little, you know, a little cheering up. So today I landed on... Your show, show number 100, the 100th anniversary show. Man, let me tell you, that is just what I needed today. That that had me uh, that had me laughing while I was at work. It kept my mind straight, kept me focused on everything. And you and Tim and three others, I believe you had you had uh, four guests on the show, but that was that was just fabulous. It, it kept me laughing, kept me in a good mood. And you know what, Lou? I, I just want to thank you for that. So, you know, keep up the great job with your show. Everybody loves it. You do a fabulous job. And I just want to say uh, thank you again. All right, Lou. Have a good night. You've got-